0: Welcome to Always West Seattle, the podcast where the people, places, happenings, and history of West Seattle intersect. I'm your host, Keith Bacon. In this episode, we check in with the Senior Center of West Seattle as it celebrates its 50th anniversary. We'll be hearing from the people working there to keep the center running and evolving, and the members who make it their home away from home for engaging and essential connections. As this is episode 36 of Always West Seattle, our own 50th milestone is in sight for next year, and we've got some exciting stuff in store, including ways that listeners like you can get more involved with this community project. One of the easiest and most impactful ways that you can support us right now is to help us get the word out about Always West Seattle just by sharing our show with your family, friends, and co-workers. If all of our subscribers share the show with just one other person, well, you can do that math. That's right. We double our audience. Building up our subscriber base and getting those great reviews is really helping us build momentum towards an even better community podcast. So thank you very much. We're also on the verge of rolling out a new sponsorship program. So if you or your business would be interested in becoming a sponsor of Always West Seattle, send an email to keith at madewithbacon.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under the handle Always Podcast. Founded in 1971, the Senior Center of West Seattle is celebrating 50 years of supporting our community, bringing people together to fulfill an ever-expanding range of social, physical, and intellectual needs. And it's not just for older folks, with the center serving as a bridge between seniors and the West Seattle community at large. And we love our bridges here, don't we? To hear more about how the Senior Center has evolved after 50 years and what's in store for the future, we talked with Executive Director Amy Lee Darenthal. How and why did you first get involved with the Senior Center?
1: In 2001, I was looking for a volunteer opportunity, and I started Mm -hmm. delivering Meals on Wheels out of the Senior Center, and then I joined the board of directors, and then I was hired as the capital campaign manager. So I raised money for the Senior Center from 2003 to 2006, and then I went on to other jobs, and then in uh, 2017, I was missing seniors. And so I rejoined the board and then as the former executive director, Lyle Evans, had decided to retire, I applied for the job. And so that's how I found my way back to the senior center.
0: And so you started just as a volunteer.
1: Yep. My mother started Meals on Wheels in Moscow, Idaho Uh when I was four years old. So I started delivering Meals on Wheels with her. And so that was her passion and she just passed that on to me. So seniors are my
0: people. How would you describe a typical member of the Senior Center?
1: It's a variety of people. And I think when I think about the members and why people come here, they come here for different reasons. And so a typical member could be somebody who's really interested in exercise. And so we have enhanced fitness, we have Tai Chi, Qigong. We also have connections. And so that's coming for lunch, coming to our birthday lunches, coming to the fun festivities. Then we have people that want a lifelong learning. Our membership is really related to our programming and what we, mm-hmm offer and what is appealing to people. And lots of times they'll come and do one thing and then they'll see what else is going on and start doing other things.
0: What are some of the benefits of actually being a member
1: We actually redid our benefits this past year. It's $50 a year. And Mm -hmm. with that, you get to come to all the classes for free, except for things like foot care and dental hygiene that cost a bit more. You get a free birthday lunch. We have free cookie Fridays. Mm. One of my favorites is also that once a month at the thrift store, you get 50% off an item. And then we've also developed a list of local businesses that give our members a discount. So just a bunch of ways, as long as they come 10 times to something, um, they paid their $50.
0: Yeah, that's great. How often do you go into the thrift store yourself?
1: I was just there this morning. The thrift store is fun because we can see the back end, all the things Mm -hmm. that have been donated by the community. And so it's fun to start looking at those items and then um, waiting for them to go out to the thrift store. It's a moment in time to to say thank you to those volunteers who run it, but it's also a moment in time to find just that perfect item that you
0: know you needed. (laughs) Can you think of one of the best things you've ever found in there?
1: I found these two glass birds that I put one out on my patio and I gave one to my sister to put on her patio. And so we have our matching birds on our patios.
0: Aw, that's so sweet. Yeah. What would you say is the most important or impactful role of the
1: senior center? I would say. Definitely that is helping people not be isolated at home. Being able to come in and see other people and share a meal and connect with others is really important. And then our social workers reach out to people who are actually at home who cannot come into the senior center. And Mm -hmm. that's really huge right now. Like people Mm -hmm. are really, it's been hard as it has for everybody. And this last year was hard. But to turn around and know we're going back into that this winter, it's going to be dark. And so our social, I would say just community, connecting, being with people, reaching out, and making sure everybody's okay.
0: How has the pandemic affected your services and operations overall? It's
1: been a pretty big impact. Prior Mm -hmm. to the pandemic, we were full out. There were people here all the time just coming in, whether it was to go to the cafe or the programs. Very, very active. We would have Mm -hmm. 150 people at our lunches and just lots of different activities. And it's just Mm -hmm. really quieted down. And just last week, I decided to just turn my focus, we're never going to go back to how we were. I think this uh, pandemic has changed us completely. So the staff and the board, we're going to focus more on what's the new normal, you know, it's never going back to the old normal. It's really brought out those essential services and what's needed. And that will be our focus as we think Mm -hmm. about what we're providing. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk to the community and say, what do you all want and need out of this? It's basically a community center in the heart of the junction.
0: A lot of people have been trying to find or been surprised to find the bright side to this sort of situation. Have you discovered some positives that have come out of this?
1: Definitely. As people walk through the door, I can hear them talking how excited they are to actually get to be around people. And we have a new program coordinator who's coming up with some really fun new programs. We even have an acting class now. And just, if we would have just still been how we were doing it, we would have just done everything like we had been doing it. We've been around 50 years. It was like, we had our programming. We're going to do this like this. this has really given us the opportunity to go, okay, we can't do those things right now, but what are we going to do instead? And so that, I think that's the bright side that we wouldn't have been able to do that before. They wouldn't have let us.
0: Yeah. Everyone's rethinking everything. And out Mm -hmm. of that rethinking, sometimes some really great ideas come up.
1: For sure. I'm really excited. One of the new ideas that came up was to have a piano bar. So we have a wonderful musician, Larry Knapp. It's actually his piano we have here at the Senior Center. And he came in and just sat down at that piano and we found out her name's Bertha. (laughs) He just brought Bertha to life for us. And so we're planning piano bars for uh, a couple nights this winter and just see if people want to come in and listen to some good music and in a safe manner. And we'll probably have cocktails and maybe snacks. We'll see about COVID. But yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So. I love that idea. That sounds too. like a blast. I'm
1: excited. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we're trying, I know you're going to ask about Rainbow Bingo. What, yes to bringing Sylvia back and yes to Rainbow Bingo. But we just, it's an entertaining thing. It's about jello shots and having fun. And we're yeah. just with COVID, we can't do it. We canceled the one for October 29th, but we're hoping for the December 17th. And a little maybe, little known fact is I actually started Rainbow Bingo when I worked here before with Sylvia.
0: Did you? She
1: has raised over a million dollars for the Senior Center in these long years she's been doing Rainbow Bingo. So Wow. We are That's eternally incredible. grateful to her. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And to the people who have never been, it's definitely one of the most, <laughs> the wildest nights in West Seattle. You would <laughs> maybe never imagine. I've been a few times and it, it's just crazy fun. So I, yeah, I hope it does come back. Sylvia does an amazing job and all the people that she gets to help. But yep. I was so surprised. This is happening at the senior center, this wild party <laughs> of <you know>, people <laughs> running around and doing jello shots and stuff. <laughs> awesome.
1: I know. Yeah. And the volunteer coordinator makes the the jello shots. That's part of the fun.
0: You mentioned that the Senior Center is celebrating its 50th anniversary that's happening this month. How are you celebrating?
1: We're launching it at our fundraising breakfast, which is on the 28th at 8am. And it's going to be videoed and on YouTube, but we're going to talk about and show fun pictures from the past, but really talk about the future. And so this next year, we'll be celebrating our 50th by having different parties and Bringing the community together to talk about what do we want the Senior Center to be? What is Mm -hmm. this place for you in the future? So we're going to just have pop-up parties.
0: And moving forward, what are some of the greatest needs for the Senior Center to keep operating for another 50 years?
1: It really is um, helping us keep the lights on, you know, Mm -hmm. and pay for the utilities and pay for the food, for the lunches. And we call this building the jewel of the junction. And it costs Mm -hmm. money to run it. You know, people aren't always fans of paying staff, but it's the staff that makes it go. And so just our general operating costs are what we Mm -hmm. need. The pandemic definitely cut back on some of our revenue generators, but you know, we are fortunate in that we own the building and we have our thrift store that raises money. A big part of our work is to raise money from the community, from individuals, as well as our wonderful businesses. But yeah, Mm -hmm. it's, it's about keeping the building open and going.
0: What's something about the senior center that many people might not know or often misunderstand?
1: The biggest one is, is people think that people live here. So even during the pandemic, they're like, how are the people that live there doing? And I'm like, nobody Mm. lives here. We are a community center and people come and spend their days here, but it's not a place to live. The other piece is the entrance is on the Oregon side of the Mm -hmm. street. And so people don't know where it is or what is that? A little fear of going through that door. (laughs) And then the word senior is a thing. None of us think we're seniors. So once again, once people get inside and see all that's going on, it's okay. This is what happens at a senior center.
0: What is your definition of senior at the Senior Center?
1: People 50 and older can join. People 50 and younger can also join. I would say where we are currently is mainly people are retired. And Mm. so retired people are spending their time either volunteering at the Senior Center or coming in and participating in programming. We are looking to the future. The piano bar nights are one of those efforts to have things going on in the evenings. And -hmm. so that we can look to our younger people that are maybe 60 and above to be able to come and start enjoying programs and services and things that we have going on.
0: If someone's never been to the senior center, how or where would you suggest they start?
1: If they really want to see what's going on during the day, I do think one of those exercise classes is a great way. Or just come on Friday to our cafe. Mm -hmm. We have a Kind of the biggest secret in town for $5, you get a half a sandwich, a cup of soup, a cookie, chips, and a drink for $5. Wow. So come check us out that way or our community dining. We have a wonderful chef. His name's Francisco and he makes beautiful food and just come have lunch with us. So I always think a meal is another way to introduce mm-hmm. people into what we have going on.
0: I've been following Francisco on Instagram. Yay. I, I, I love uh, uh-huh. seeing like what he's cooking up.
1: Sometimes he's cooking that up at home and not for yeah. us here. And I'm like, Francisco, <laughs> hello.
0: Special request. Yeah. How has the Senior Center evolved over the last 50 years?
1: I think it was very social in the beginning and a way for people to come and play cards. But our expansion into social workers, having accessible services, plus having the social and fun kind of things, but the lifelong learning. I would just say it's evolved in that we're offering more and more for all different types of people that want to come and spend time with us.
0: And as the relatively new executive director, Mm -hmm. what do you envision for the senior center for the next 50 years?
1: We're working on that right now with our Mm -hmm. board and staff strategic planning and want to talk to the community about what they want. I kind of envision a social enterprise Mm-hmm. where we're actually taking over maybe the whole building at some point and thinking about what do we provide the West Seattle community here, whether we have a wine bar, then people can go to a spa, and people Ooh. can then go shopping at the thrift store and that we utilize the whole building here for the senior center. Yeah, And then we're also looking at, it's called uh, Senior Centers Without Walls. And so we don't want to have to force everybody to physically come here to always mm-hmm. get services. We have great services that we can take on the road. So go down to Delridge. We have some great aging services. With our social services, they've got really nice programs that we can just bring to other places. We can bring our exercise programs. We have a great relationship with CMAR, and so our Latinx uh, seniors come every Tuesday, and we have 20 or 30 people come. What program could we duplicate and just take the show on the road?
0: Are there any programs or services to help people come to you, uh, like a van pool or rideshare or anything like that?
1: Yeah, there is. So the Hyde Shuttle is free, and it's through Mm -hmm. Sound Generations, and so people can make an appointment and come all day We have two Hyde shuttles in West Seattle to drive people, not just to the senior center, but to the doctor's appointments or other things. And then we also have access through Metro. And we are looking at, I think, the ineb- inevitability of the mm-hmm. junction is there's not going to be any parking. That's just how it's going to be. And yeah. so we're going to get ahead of that by having an ad hoc transportation committee. And my dream would probably be that we have our own van And that we maybe talk to the different churches around West Mm. Seattle community and allow them or pay them to let us have our members go and park there. And then the van Mm -hmm. would just drive around and go to different neighborhoods and and pick up people. That's a great idea like the the van that goes down to the water taxi.
0: That's exactly. I was just thinking about yep. that which yeah. I love that van. I take yeah. it all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's one of West Seattle's uh, best kept secrets and it, it shouldn't is. be a secret. <laughs> mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And we're part of an urban village here in the Junction. We do have great bus system and mm-hmm. there are ways to get here. It's just we do not like to let go of our cars. So right. that's something especially with the current generation does not they want to drive. Yeah. So we'll be working on helping people to not to learn how to find other ways to get here.
0: Cool. It sounds like you've got a lot of exciting stuff going on. Some of it maybe unexpected to deal with and some mm-hmm. uh, part of the, the master plan. Bravo for figuring it all out and navigating it and making it work for your staff and for the community and all of your members. It's so great that we have this in our community. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really Im- important thing. And it's also a lot of fun to have uh, the Senior Center in our community and, and offering the kinds of programs that you do. So nice work.
1: Thank you very very much. That makes me really happy. We're all working really hard and that's, we love it. So we want to bring the fun to West Seattle. So here we are.
0: We also spoke with Nathan Box, the Senior Center's Development and Communications Manager, who's only been on staff since February, but has already seen firsthand how the West Seattle community has rallied around its seniors and the efforts of the Senior
2: Center. We've really had to depend on each other, especially with the bridge being out. I don't think people downtown understand how, one, how difficult it is to get out of West Seattle on a daily basis, and that we are having our own feelings of isolation away from the rest of the community. So this community has had to really rally together. and. The first bit of evidence I saw of that here at the Senior Center was volunteers and board members and people stepping up to make sure that seniors were getting to vaccination appointments and getting there in a timely manner. That was the first evidence I saw of this community taking care of each other. And through all the talk of Seattle freeze and it's hard to break into this community, I see here the members of this community really pushing back against that stereotype by being really welcoming, being really hospitable, and working really hard to build a community while we uh, wait for some thoroughfare to get out of here. (laughs) Beyond navigating the
0: bridge issues, the Senior Center is exploring new pathways to bring their services
2: and connections to more people on the peninsula in more ways than ever. It's a challenge that lots of us nonprofit organizations are wrestling with right now. Um, I wish we were more representative of the community in which we find ourselves our membership is overwhelmingly white and our membership is overwhelmingly female. And we know that is not the representation that's out there in the West Seattle community. So one of the things that was surprising to me was that that we do have a diversity challenge and with our strategic plan and some of our other efforts, like we know that we have to get out of this building and we have to take the Senior Center on the road and we need to take it to communities where we have not been present before and make sure that all citizens of West Seattle are able to take advantage of the Senior Center. How do we create avenues for? cross-generational exchange where people from multiple generations can come together and talk with each other and share stories. We're just beginning that work. It's really happening at the strategic level. I think this place will change in lots of ways, and we're going to try to create events and opportunities and places where different generations can come together outside of Rainbow Bingo, which I now know a lot about and can't (laughs) wait till I actually get to host one of these things.
0: We joined the celebration at the Senior Center's most recent monthly birthday lunch, where we had a chance to talk with people about what the center means to them, including people like Peggy, who volunteers her time there to make it a better place.
2: My name is Peggy Abby. I live here in West Seattle, and I've been asked to coordinate the watercolor class on Tuesdays, and I just love to give back to the community so i'm really glad to be able to do that and have my lunch here and enjoy the people who come
0: And do you come here on your own to partake in activities and things like that?
2: I do. I do. And for a couple years, Yeah.
0: What are some of your favorite things to do here?
2: I like the exercise class. I like the history class. I like the movies. Not everything's available at this time. But it sure is great to be back.
0: <laughs> we also met sisters LaVonne and Lynette who were visiting the Senior Center for their very first time that day and signed up as members on the spot. What brought you to the Senior Center today?
2: Uh, well, we were always interested in seeing what it was about. And everything is lovely here. I mean, I love the pianists
1: singing and playing. When I was looking online, I saw there was an arts and craft session on Thursdays from 12 to 4 p.m., and we're both going to be doing some crocheting, so it's going to be perfect for and us. I'm going
2: to bring a dress
1: that I crocheted in Germany. Oh. No, no, that was in Indiana. Anyway, it was crocheted, and as I wore it one time because as the night went on, it got longer and longer and longer.
0: <laughs> Why do you think places like the Senior Center are important in a community like West Seattle?
2: We're getting older and it's just nice to meet new people and not, you know, just stay at your house and wish you were with other people.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, it offers activities so it isn't people just sitting around. Only talking, they're actually learning things and doing things and keeping active.
0: There was plenty of activity on this one day alone to bring in a lively crowd of people excited to connect with friends old and new.
2: My name's Jay Fullwhiter, and uh, I actually run the cribbage club at the Senior Center, so that's kind of my favorite thing, but we love everything here. No matter what they do, it's just Mm top-notch, fun. I've made some good friends here. Today I met someone who I hadn't seen since... The 70s, wow. and he recognized me, and it was just kind of interesting to catch up.
0: Did you live in West Seattle yeah. this whole yes. time?
2: Yeah, we've all, both of us been in West Seattle, but it's just kind of, you know, ironic to meet someone that you haven't seen for so long.
0: That's amazing. Thanks for sharing that. For all the fun the Senior Center creates, it also provides essential services that many people depend
1: on.
2: Whenever my computer is broken, I come here to get free. Uh, use on the computer and there's someone here to help you if you have trouble with technical things.
1: So that's my greatest thing.
0: And as many of us know from the isolation brought on by the pandemic, computer access is important but is no substitute for real live face-to-face connections.
2: That's one thing about younger people. They, they're they much more into their smartphones and things in their ears and all, all that kind of stuff. And I mean, they're called, but for most of us. We'd rather hear someone and see someone face to face than not. And that's that's how I tend to like things more than not. So check out
0: the Senior Center as they celebrate their 50th birthday and find out why it might just be the happiest place on earth in West Seattle. The Senior Center of West Seattle kicks off its 50th anniversary celebration with a virtual fundraising breakfast on Tuesday, September 28th, featuring world-renowned magician Nash Fung, along with a look back at the center's history and a glimpse of what's in store for the future. For more information, visit sc That's it for this episode of Always West Seattle. If you like what you heard, please share with your friends and be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Always West Seattle is a Made with Bacon production, all rights reserved. Interviews have been edited for brevity and clarity. I'm Keith Bacon. Thanks for listening.